Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The conversion true conversion, real conversion, and fruitfulness depends on how an individual, a person, you and me, responds to the Word of God, the Gospel. The Gospel is going to be presented. It's powerful. It's true. It's not diluted. The receptivity of it by the individual either is going to end in nothing or true conversion. If there's true conversion, there's going to be fruitfulness in your life. There's a lot of complaining about the ineffectiveness of the church in America these days, about how the church can't stand against the tide of agnosticism and atheism and the immorality that seems to have become the norm in culture. Pastor Mark will be teaching on being a true follower of Christ, what that looks like. He'll be sharing what distinguishes an actual disciple of Jesus from someone who's just talking the talk. We will be challenged to examine how we are living our lives and to get rid of what is holding us back from serving God with our whole heart. Our prayer is that you would heed what the Spirit says to you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins his message, A Real Christ Follower. Turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. Glad to be back from India. Thank you so much for your prayers. I'll be having a lot of things to say about that and the trip to India, and you'll hear a little bit about that as we go through the teaching. Now, some of you out there are cooks, and some of you love to bake. If you're a cook or you bake, you've said this at one time or another. Did I put the salt in the soup? Yeah, exactly. And here's another. If you make bread, especially if you make this thing called, I love it, Irish soda bread. Here's the question you say, did I put the baking soda in? Now, how will you know if you added the salt or if you put the baking soda in? How will you know? Say this with me. Time will tell. Exactly. If you forgot the baking soda, you have a cracker. And you have soup that nobody can eat. Well, would you just turn to your neighbor and say, I guess this teaching's about only time will tell. Go right ahead. Come on, come on. You can't leave. What is this all about? Only time will tell. Now, Jesus is the one teaching this morning in the passage It's not about Calvary Chapel. It's not from me. It's from Jesus. And he asked one of the most important questions 
that you have to answer of any question in life. Here it is. Here's what Jesus is going to basically say. Are you a real follower of Jesus Christ? Now, why is that an important question? See, the real you this morning is not physical. The real you, the real me, is spiritual. We are going to live after we die somewhere forever. So the reason for this teaching from Jesus is about the value of my soul. Jesus says it like this, Matthew 16, 26. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? And here's this rhetorical question he asks. Is anything worth more than your, not mine, your soul? What is the automatic answer to that? No, of course not. So what Jesus is saying is, When you die, where will you spend eternity? If you're a real Christ follower, heaven. If not, hell. So Jesus is kind of in our face. And he's going to give us this amazing parable. Let me just start with this. How many people did Jesus die for when he went to the cross? How many people? Every single person. Muslims? Yeah. Indians? West Melbourneites. Exactly. So who is this teaching to? Everybody. So it's great for us as Christians. Some of you are Christians. Some of you will see that you're a different category this morning. But it's great for us to be able to respond to the world. Because they're confused about what Jesus is going to teach. So the bottom line, I want to give you up front. How do I prove that I'm a real Christ follower? What does that look like? Here it is. So write these two things down. I'll explain a little more more as we go along. Here's what Jesus is going to teach. A real Christ follower will be productive and fruitful. Now, we know we're not saved by good works. Nobody's saved by good works. We're saved by grace and faith alone, period. But in Ephesians chapter 2, after grace and faith is in verses 8 and 9, verse 10 says, you were created to do good works. Well, this is the way it is. John 15 is all about fruit. Fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Jesus is only pleased when we're fruitful. Well, he's not talking about a physical fruit. He's talking about spiritual. Here's the things, five kind of types of fruit. Godly character. Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. If I'm a real Christ follower, I'm interested in sharing the gospel with the lost. I'm excited to know that God loves lost people. Good works, serving, ministering, all kinds of things and gifts that you have. We're a body. Nobody's special, only God. We, we flow together to make this place happen. Authentic praise. Now, this is a little challenge to some of you this morning, because that means from my lips come Praise, the fruit of my lips. That means positive, not tearing people down, encouraging. But it also means what you just did this morning, which is what? Praise to who? God. That's awesome. 
That's the fruit of my lips. I'm thankful for I'm not saying it with my lips, but I'm saying it with my heart and it comes through my lips. And last, if I'm a real Christ follower, am I going to be a stingy taker? No. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's my nature. No, that's your old nature. You're going to be a giver of yourself, of your time, of your talents. It's an oxymoron to say I'm a Christ follower and I'm a taker. No, we're going to be a giver, generous. So that's the proof that Jesus is going to talk about. So just kind of think where you're at already, and we begin this amazing passage. Luke 8, everybody turn there in your Bibles, take a look at it. If you don't have a Bible, somebody next to you, just grab a hold of them and look at that Bible with them. Here we go. Luke 8, 4. While a large crowd was gathering around people, and people were coming to Jesus from town after town. So huge crowd in front of Jesus. He told them this parable. A parable is simply a simple story. It's kind of visual. It's an earthly story that you and I could relate to, that people can relate to. But it has a spiritual meaning. It has a heavenly meaning. It relates to our lives. All of us will be able to see this very clearly. And yet there's a spiritual principle sometimes in it that isn't apparent And you'll see why in a moment. So it conveys a message of truth through an analogy or a comparison or a contrast. But it's kind of a visual picture. And it will be very plain to you this morning. Jesus loved to do that. So this parable highlights four responses when people hear the word of God. Specifically, this parable is about when they hear the gospel. What did they do with it? Four responses. So let's look at the story. It'll make sense to you. It's 2,000 years old. It's about a farmer planting seed. Again, we're not in Kansas, but we know what seed does. We know how to plant. We know what a farmer does, so it makes sense. But remember, this is not about wheat or corn. This is about spiritual seed. Verse 5. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air took the seed and ate it up. Some fell on a rock. If you've ever been to Israel, there's rocks everywhere, very illustrative for these people. And when it came up, the plants withered because there was so much rock, but no moisture, no real soil for it to grow in. Verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the new plants. Still others, verse 8, other seed fell on, circle the word in your Bible, good soil. That's where we're going today, good soil. It came up and it yielded what a farmer wants. Why does a farmer plant seed? For a crop, of course. It yielded a crop. A hundred times more than was sown. Now, this last part of verse 8 is the key to this parable. Watch what it says. And when he said this, he called out to this massive crowd of people. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So what is Jesus saying? He was really saying this. He knew everybody out there had ears. But he says, I want you to have 
spiritual understanding. So he was saying that our minds and hearts, as he was teaching, need to be ready because truth is going to be given. What am I going to do with that truth? First thing I want you to write down is this. Spiritual understanding is not of my ears. It's of my heart. You see, the heart is the central place of where all decisions in life are made. So Jesus is going to talk about this seed and coming to a heart that prayerfully is receptive. And the goal will be to become fruitful, to hear the word and to do the word. So how does that affect you? Here's what you want to turn to your neighbor and say. Okay, Jesus says to listen up. My heart is receptive. Just turn to your neighbor. Uh, My heart is receptive. So for the next whatever a few minutes we have together, what Jesus was saying to these people is you've gathered together. I'm going to give you truth. It's seed. You'll see in a moment. Open your heart. Be ready to change. Make sure your heart is, the soil is kind of ready. Don't be thinking about where you're going afterward to eat. Don't think what's going to happen in the ball games today. After the ball games, the ball games will be done. Whatever. But get your heart right here where we're at. Now, watch this. This is very important. You're going to see some verses that don't make sense to us, except if you understand this. As Jesus is looking at all this crowd that he's speaking to, he already knew this principle. Many of the people in the crowd weren't there to hear him teach. They just there because it was exciting. He was the latest thing happening, man. It was great. And he did miracles. He touched people's lives. Sometimes he fed them lunch, no charge. Cool. So he knows as he's giving this, some of the people are not interested in listening. And watch what he says. But who is interested? After Jesus gave these opening statements, look at verse 9. Who asked him? What in the world does this mean? Look at it. His disciples ask him, what did this parable mean? And he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, to the disciples. But to others, the people that are not really interested, they'll never get the meaning. Watch. To the others, I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. So what was Jesus saying? It's the people that want to hear and want to change and are receptive to the truth. It will be evident as it goes. But to the other people who are here not for that reason, they're going to leave as if they heard nothing at all. That's why I just challenged you this morning. If you're here for the wrong reason, just clock out, sit on your iPhone, do something. In an hour, we'll be out of here because nothing's going to come to you. You say, well, Pastor Mark, how how could Jesus do that? Well, why waste time on those people? They're not going to do anything with it anyway. So Jesus knows that people are not listening. So he says to his disciples, I know you're interested, so I'm going to tell you, and you'll get it. It'll come to your spirit. So my question to you this morning is simply this. Are you, and don't answer me out loud, are you interested in knowing the truth of this parable. If you are, you'll get it. If you're not, you won't get it. That's exactly what Jesus says. Then he gives us the meeting. 
And I know most of us want to know about it. Here it is. Look at verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. So just write this down this morning. I don't have notes on it, but it's very simple to you. There's three elements. The sower, the seed, and the soil. The sower, the seed, and the soil. All S's. This is the whole parable. And we'll see it as we go through. So the first one we'll talk about this morning is the sower. The sower. The farmer, the sower, in this parable is Jesus. And he is throwing out, in this parable, the seed, which you'll see in a moment, is the word of God. So he's teaching, and he's throwing out the principles. But anyone who shares the truth of God's word is actually a sower. Today in the service, who is the sower in this service this morning? Me. Me. Tomorrow, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you're at a restaurant, when you're on the soccer field, and somebody talks to you and asks you about Christ, who is the sower? You. Well, Pastor Mark, that's like not my gift. Hello, it is. Every one of us are challenged to share. That's why you need to understand these principles today. So the sower in the story is Jesus. The sower this morning is me. But tomorrow, when I'm not in a pulpit, you know, I don't take my pulpit with me to Publix. (laughs) Hey, there's Pastor Mark. How do you know? He's got his pulpit right here. (laughs) Of course not. I'm a normal person every day, just like you. So that's when we share the truth. Now, When you begin to think about that, here's the second key. What am I sharing? What am I scattering? The seed. The seed. The seed is the word of God. The book of Hebrews says the word of God is alive and powerful. Anybody here like to plant maybe a section in your backyard? You want to grow cucumbers or whatever. So you... You get these cucumber seeds in your backyard, you fix the soil or whatever, but the cucumber seeds are all dead. Anything going to happen? No, the birds don't even want them. It ain't going to grow. This is alive. If planted in good soil, it's going to be productive. Now understand, the word of God specifically is the seed, but in this parable, it's the good news. It's the gospel that man is sinful, sin separates from God, but God loved the world, so he sent Jesus who died on the cross for our sin. That's the gospel. That needs to be presented to people. (laughs) I heard somebody saying this. They go to a church and they say to this pastor, I've been here just a few times over the years, but every time I come in this crazy church, you speak about Jesus. Hello. (laughs) Hello. What what else are we going to talk about? Hello. Of course we talk about Jesus. He's the only way to God. So the gospel is what Jesus is talking about here. How to get saved. Now, what does that really have to do? Well, the word of God is alive and can change anyone's life. Look at this verse. Peter wrote it. It's so powerful. 1 Peter 1.23. For you have been born again... Not to a life that will quickly end. We're going to live forever. Your new life will last forever. Why? Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. 
The reason you're saved is because you believed the word of God. That changed your life forever. Do you understand why we teach the word of God? Why we spend time going through books of the Bible. We see the importance of the word of God. To have a good foundation. And then we scatter this seed as you guys go everywhere. That's what happens. So we have the sower. That's you and me during the week. We have the word, which is all the word. But specifically the gospel when we're sharing with people. And last, the last S is the soil. The soil that you put the seed into. And there are four range of listeners Our parable is represented by four types of soil. The seed is the same, the sower is the same, but the soil is four types. Now, and that soil, it doesn't mean dirt, it means our heart. So the soil is the heart of man. By the way, in this story, there's nothing wrong with the sower and there's nothing wrong with the seed. The problem is the heart of man and woman. Now, you don't need to write this, but you need to understand this. Here we are. The conversion, true conversion, real conversion, and fruitfulness depends on how an individual, a person, you and me, responds to the word of God, the gospel. The gospel is going to be presented. It's powerful. It's true. It's not diluted. The receptivity of it by the individual either is going to end in nothing or true conversion. If there's true conversion, there's going to be fruitfulness in your life. You'll see it. People will know it. You know it. If there's not, something's wrong. And that's why Jesus did this. The parable of the hearer. What type of heart do you have this morning? So he begins, verse 12, here's the four. We'll give all four of them to you. Now, let's just look at me for a moment. Each one of these four are individuals. In some ways, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I can have a little bit of these kind of things in my heart, even though I'm really a Christian. Don't let that confuse you. First one we're going to talk about is a hard heart. Do you know a Christian, a real Christian, sometimes gets a hard heart? How do we get a hard heart? Because people hurt us, and we don't forgive. Then we're convicted in what we do. We ask forgiveness. So there's no perfect soil here. There's no perfect person. But this really is about four individuals. Three of them simply don't respond to Jesus at all. Now watch what happens. Number one, look at verse 12. If you want to write, you can write these down. Number one, a hard heart. A hard heart heart. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil, Satan, comes and takes away the word from their heart. So they may not believe and be saved. Wow, that was a good message. That was quite a challenge Pastor Mark threw at us in this sermon. Hopefully, you are encouraged to become like the good soil and allow the seed of God's Word to take deep root in your heart. We need to keep in mind that although this is a tough message to hear from Jesus, He says it because He loves us and wants us to be with Him. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time, we'll continue Pastor Mark's sermon from Luke chapter 8. Jesus will be expanding his explanation of the soils in the parable he just shared. There are instructions and warnings for all of us in these would be good for us to pay close attention to what's going to be said. Remember, Jesus loves us, and even though some lessons are hard to hear, it's intended for our best outcome. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.